that's it, Peg. You're cooking. I don't care if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, but I want it hot, and I'll tell you something else. I want it on a plate. <laughs> I get a open. No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. Hey, what's up, guys? We are spitting up teeth like a popcorn machine. My name is Al, the guy who can't live in the past, the present, or the future. I'm Jamie. I just got back from my one-night stand with Abbott and Costello. (laughs) Hey, guys, it's Dan. Ah, home sweet hell. Yep, this is your new home, Dan. Oh, my God, and it will be hell. That's that's a fact. (laughs) Oh, I already know that. (laughs) So, uh, guys, um... For those of you who don't know, uh, Jerry and Justin are no longer co-hosts on the Married with Children podcast. Jerry made a post about it on Facebook a couple days ago in our group page, so make sure everybody's on there. Uh, that's where all the news for the show is. Um, so for those of you who are not, though, I'm going to go ahead and read his post. Uh, I'm going to read it in Jerry's voice, actually, just so it's you know more authentic. So um, here's what he wrote. Hey guys, it's Steve. Er, I mean, Jerry. I've come today with bad news. I am actually stepping away from the show. Unfortunately, I have life issues that I just have to deal with, and I can't commit to the current schedule of doing the podcast. I I do hope to come back for random guest appearances like uh, Steve episodes is basically what I'm talking about. But sadly, I just I can't continue the show. So please support the show going forward. Hopefully, a Jefferson will appear to take my place which will also help us see an evolution of a Marcy. Uh, Of course, I'll still be in the group for anyone who needs me or wants to know how I feel about an episode. If you do want to hear me podcasting, then you'll have to check me out on the Kill the Cast Horror podcast. But uh, I'm wishing for the best for the show. I can't wait to see what happens in the future with it. And of course, I'll still be around to throw my opinions and support the inner Steve and all of us. So if you need me, just look at the bleachers at Polk High and I'll be there. Okay. Oh, man. That was hard doing that. That sounded just like him. Wow, good job, Alex. Thanks, man. Yeah, wow. it was really hard. Um, That's Jerry's thing. And the reason Justin's not on the show is because, you know, me and him had a, a, a big heart-to-heart talk. And he was cool being like the third guy on the show and just coming in and hanging out. But when Jerry left, he knew that he'd had to take on a lot more responsibilities, do more research, and like, you know... um just kind of fill in that role and he he does 22 shots of moods and horror and that show is like a big horror podcast he watches like 15 movies for that he does a lot of stuff he does a day a day yeah he does a lot of editing a lot of production so he can't really step it up here in that way there's just no time so he decided that it would be best to just go ahead and also part with the show and then we just revamp the show and start fresh so that's what we're doing here so i got really lucky uh dan and jamie are two great hosts they are two of the best friends i'll ever have in my life 
And we were together for six years on the Skeleton Crew. That's my horror podcast and Dan and Jamie's horror podcast. We wrapped that up in October of last year. So it's great to be back together, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, thank you for the offer. You guys really, uh, you know, helped me out. You knew I was in a bind. And what better way to keep the show going than to reunite us together? We already have, we always have a good time. So this is actually the perfect thing to do. Is this going to be like another six years or? Uh, four. Oh, okay. Right. Hey, where, uh, where, are, where are we? What are we doing? Jamie, oh, this is the Roseanne podcast. Uh, oh, right. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, you mean what podcast are you on? <laughs> oh, this is called Married with Children. I just I just owe you a lot of favors, so yeah. <laughs> three and a half years of favors. Cashing them in. <laughs> so guys, we are reviewing Tooth or Consequences. This aired on my sister's fifteenth birthday, October first, nineteen eighty nine. This is season four, episode four. Shout out to Alex's sister. Yep. Uh, Al's toothache forces him to finally see a dentist, but not in time to enjoy his wife's rare home-cooked dinner oh yeah before we even get to this let's thank real quick josh james for redoing the banner for the show josh it's fantastic it really is right yeah i look hot (laughs) yeah yeah you do absolutely um and you love wearing green so it's perfect yeah that really worked out (laughs) so (laughs) So, yeah, Josh, uh, guys, go to Josh James Creative on Facebook. That guy did our banner. He does amazing work. He'll do work for you guys. All you got to do is hire him. Tell him what you want. He'll bring it to life. He did a really quick turnaround, obviously. We only found out about Jerry leaving about a week ago. And, you know, to get this all together and keep the shows going every Wednesday, Josh went above and beyond. So thank you so much, bro. Uh, Yeah. You did a great job. It, it's, it's seamless. Just thanks so much. And as talented as he is to Alex, he's such a nice guy, too. So definitely hit up Josh. He's the man. Yeah, it, he was great. And people actually uh, are already asking. Now, Jamie, you're a, a woman, so you... Thanks for noticing. Word? <laughs> Say word. You can't be a no, ma'am. Um, now, we hope you're not in fang, Aww. right? Feminist... Again. No. Okay. <laughs> And we th- we're thinking you might be from Yes, Ma'am, that Jefferson was in. Remember when Oh yeah, they did the, what was it, the Jerry Springer, and they tied him up, and then Marcy showed up, and he took his shirt off, and he said, Yes, Ma'am? <laughs> is that what you're a part of, or what? Like, what is the deal? Sure. <laughs> I guess that's what you could have said. I was one of the chicks on the pole, so I guess that's... Oh, well. <laughs> you came down off the I pole. Guess I, yeah. I guess I fared better. <laughs> Yeah, see, I upgraded you. And now, Dan, are you? Are you? Do you have any relation to Officer Dan or or what? Like, are you a cop? Yeah, oh, Officer Dan. Yeah, of course, man. I'm. Uh, I'm. A, I'm kind of the exact opposite of what a cop would be. <laughs> like anything you can imagine a cop being, I'm pretty much the opposite. But yeah, sure. Let's, let's go with that. Okay. There you go. So uh, yeah, everyone's really excited actually to get because when we first started the show. One of the first things people said was, the only thing your show is missing is a woman's perspective. So, you know, it was like a sausage party. So, so I was actually... You had Jerry. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think that's like a really a, a cool plus to how things kind of turned out. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited, too, because listening to the show, and I was a faithful listener. 
uh, before I became part of this. So listening to the show, I always thought, you know, there were a lot of times when I was, you know, yelling on the other side of, of the podcast, things that I would have said had I been there. So, well, oddly enough, you were on every single show. That's true. And, you know, I read that exactly the same every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Mm, yeah. The way nice. Jamie tells everybody where to go for social media. That was her, guys. And now she's she's just saying more things now. It's actually the same thing. So <laughs> now uh, this episode, a side note, one of our uh, Marrow Children uh, researchers who helps us out and helped us out a lot on this episode, Annabelle, this is the first episode she ever recorded on tape. That's pretty, that's always a great memory because I know which one mine is too. And now a big controversy that goes on right away. You see Steve in the opening credits. Now he dodges from the newspaper getting thrown at him. Now, <laughs> if you look at the house number behind him, it's nine, six, seven, four. Now, when Al Bundy first shows up to the house, it's nine, six, seven, four. That makes no sense because Steve's house should be nine, seven six six wow yeah there, there's a theory about that deduct a full point <laughs> so <stupid. laughs> sorry sorry kelly accidentally knocks down the middle figures and puts them up the wrong way and the <laughs> and the error was discovered later that's what that's what the theory is on bundyology like <laughs> <laughs> That's a theory, huh? Oh, God. Something like something I'd say. <laughs> it's believable, though. I mean... It is. She's kind of dumb. Hey, maybe when <laughs> Al knocked her boyfriend's face against the wall, the numbers fell yeah, the off. the numbers fell down. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are the kind of answers you're going to get, though, if you try to apply logic to something like uh, a Married with Children show. <laughs> I'm trying, man. So, uh, <laughs> So now... How amazing is that intro? Al's just trying to get home. He hides his wallet and his sock, you know, because of Peg and everything. He says, home sweet hell, like Dan said earlier. And all of a sudden, he has the neighbors just insulting him from afar. So good. Ah, home sweet hell. (laughs) Hey, Bundy, home for supper? Never say die, huh? Tonight. What are you having? If I was the mailman, I'd be having your wife. <laughs> to come in, uh, you know, on this first episode reviewing this, to have that be like one of the opening lines, dude, I was so excited. I was like, yes, I picked the perfect episode. Yeah. Uh, how great was it? Like, I just love staring at Al's just blank stare while he's listening to these people. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just sitting there listening to this. He's like, okay, Donnelly, go ahead. And and Do- that that name Donnelly that gets mentioned again in the future. That neighbor. I love how he's like, if I was the mailman, I'd be having your wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. <laughs> well, they alluded. See, if you remember the the episode, you better watch out when Santa when he was Santa Claus. He was talking to the kid. He goes, "Tell Daddy to come home around when the mailman comes by," and he, and he goes, "Well, what do I get? A fresh new mommy." Sometimes that face cracks me up more than anything because this is just a guy that gets it from all angles from his like as soon as he steps in his house, it's like his own personal hell. But he can't even step in his house without hearing it from his neighbors. It's never ending. And apparently all the kids at school, too. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
And this episode, Tooth and Consequences, that's actually, you know, a saying, but it's also a 50s TV game show uh, named Truth or Consequences. So that's where they got that title from. It doesn't really apply to anything. They just, I guess, Tooth <laughs> is the only thing. No, that, that show's still on, on those old game show uh, channels. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I don't even know if it's any good, but. No, it's not. <laughs> No, no, all of those. No, no, dude, all of those shows are so bad, though. Like the way they're set up, all the questions, like even within the restraints of what they set up for themselves, they're all horrible game shows. If you watch them, those ones back in the day. I don't know how people sit there and rewatch. Like I, I watch old game shows all the time. I love them. And where else could you win a carton of cigarettes as a parting (laughs) gift? Really? <laughs> yeah, like on the if you watch the really old Prices Rights, and I mean really old, right. um, they um, they were sponsored by a cigarette company, Laramie Cigarettes, and you would win, <laughs> and you would win cartons of cigarettes. Like that was oh. the that was your parting gift if you. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! So we get Al walks into the house to one of the most iconic images. Now, when you guys saw. Peg sitting there with the pizza on her stomach, the empty pizza box. Of course, you recognize that image. I I didn't notice it because of one reason. Because uh, Peg was looking extra good in the in that black top. She was looking fine. It's like I said, she gets better as time goes on. Now those pizza crumbs <laughs> wouldn't stop you, right? No, God no. Hey, listen, something to munch on in between. <laughs> <laughs> so, and apparently it smells like beef stew. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's wafting it to the neighbors. From scratch. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so great. I know you cooked me supper, didn't you? <laughs> Dessert? <laughs> oh, honey, what do you want from me? You're at work 10 hours a day. Can't you find something to eat in all that time? (laughs) This is a home, not a restaurant. It does sound logical. Peg does have a way of making everything sound like... Well, if it was a restaurant, they would have a clean bathroom. (laughs) God forbid they have that. (laughs) Peg's lack of cooking finally met its limits with Al. Um, But they were eating good during the Jim Jupiter episode. I mean, they kept buying Mm. burgers and stuff. So, I mean, at least they're eating. Mm. You know, unlike before. So that's actually a good sign. Peg, I'm starving to death. I can't live like this. Now, I'm telling you, Peg, I want you to put something in that oven. Either food or my head. Either way, the neighbors will smell something cooking. Now, Peg, I'm making a stand here. I'm not kidding. I want a meal. I want it now. Get it? Huh? What'd you say, Al? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. I don't know. It's just something about me being a man. It wasn't important. Dad. Kids, I'm glad you're home because I'm taking a poll. Where are we going to put a poll? <laughs> well, we can uh, put it in your head so we have a place to hang the sign that says, duh. <laughs> oh, thanks. You wouldn't let me get a nose earring, but you're going to put a poll in my head? <laughs> now, I didn't like this joke very much. I didn't think it was really that good. <laughs> I, I didn't like that, but... It paid off like great because Al just looking at how stupid she is and then turning to Peg. <laughs> Peg, are you sure you didn't have a one night stand with Abbott and Costello? 
Yeah, but they they do that a lot on that show though, where they'll almost sacrifice the joke for a better joke, like you know, one or two jokes down the line. Yeah, like a weak alley oop for a good slam dunk. Yes, exactly, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. So I I I thought the exact same thing though, and I actually wrote in my notes like that joke was kind of weak, and then and then he said that, and I just crossed it off. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, no, for real, because yeah, you're right. That's exactly what it did, man. It was hilarious. I was ready for her to make a stripper joke, you know, or right. when he when he mentioned the pole, and uh, I was waiting for I was waiting for a stripper joke, and then she what'd she say though? Like we can't. Yeah, I can't get a nose ring, but you're going to put a pole in my head. Oh, yeah, and what bothered me about that is she said nose earring. Oh. I didn't, I I was like, damn it. Yeah, a <laughs> nose earring, that's funny. Yeah. Huh. Now, Jamie, you love Abbott and Costello, right? I do, of course I do. Yeah, hopefully everybody knows this, but they were, they're like the greatest comedy team from the 40s and 50s. They did like 30 movies. They had two TV shows. Like They're just geniuses. And th- to this day, they are my favorite comedians ever. Jamie and I reviewed a lot of uh, of their movies, actually. Um, so we're big fans of theirs. They did a lot of horror movies. That was like a comedy horror movies. Their big movies are Hold That Ghost, Abbott Costello Meet Frankenstein, The Time of Their Lives, and In the Navy. Those are so if you want to check those out. So that's it's a great reference, and then they even kind of do a a, a half reference with the Three Stooges because she says, "I'm a one stooge woman." Mm, yes. Yep. Nice. So now Al demands not only does he want food, but he wants it on a plate. All right, we're going to have a vote. I thought we were oh. going to have a poll. All in favor of having your mother cook? Three. Opposed? None. <laughs> no, that's it, Peg. You're cooking. I don't care if it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, but I want it hot, and I'll tell you something else. I want it on a plate. <laughs> like, what was she doing before? Did she just cook food and just dump it on the table? <laughs> like, what the? Why would you have to specify you want your food on a plate? You better put something in that oven, either food or my head. Yeah. Either way, the neighbors will smell something cooking. <laughs> Oh my god. Like that was gold. The whole exchange like Al was just on fire this whole time. Oh dude, Al was on yeah, like and that's the thing too, man. Like it, it's funny how the levels to which they rag on each other, like they'll clearly give like like in this instance, like they'll give Al all the good jokes. And it's like it, it it works though within the context of what's going on because somebody's gonna get it. Sometimes it's sometimes it's Kelly. I was telling you guys, I was telling you this earlier, Alex, where I think the best is when Bud is kind of on the sidelines when nobody's really ragging on Bud and he's just giving the one liners, he's giving the zingers, uh-huh. like he's just commentating on the whole thing and he's not really in the conversation except when Kelly says something stupid and then he'll just jump right on her. Like uh-huh. I think that Bud, that's Bud in his element right there. Boy, if I'd known it was going to be like this. Peg, the neighbors are laughing at me. And everyone at school, too, Dad. (laughs) Well, that's it. From now on, this family is going to be like every other family in America. Sometime this month, we're going to eat. Okay. I'll make one meal, but it's not going to be good. That's all we ask. (laughs) Right away, right, right from when he gets to the front door, to to the point where right before he checks for uh for the teeth for the kids like just 
examine the acting of this guy, like, and the comedy timing, the facial expressions, the the delivery, everything. Even I want it on a plate, and the way that that face he makes, like, everything about it couldn't be better. It's like you know that there's only one Al Bundy in the world, and this is the perfect guy. And that is the kind of stuff that I love, man. It's just amazing. So. Uh, Kelly mentions that they need their uh, annual dentist checkups for the – I guess they submit – I never did this when I was growing up, but they submit these things to the school or something. <clears throat> I guess all the kids need, I mean, <laughs> dental checkups. I don't know why. Yeah, I've never heard of that at school. <laughs> yeah. No? No, I never no. heard of it. No, we had lice checks. I was going to say, lice is the only Scoliosis. thing. Scoliosis. And they checked your vision and your hearing. But no, never, never a dental thing. But I, um, I remember the, the uh, for the hearing test, I was really, like, I was really an over overachiever. So like, <laughs> I was like squinting really hard with my ears. If <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like throwing my hand up, even if I wasn't sure I heard anything. Wow. I'm like, yes, I'm hearing everything. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't even. I was talking to somebody. I wasn't even beeping it. Hold on. I can wiggle my ears. <laughs> See, I just did it. See, you guys didn't even know. Sorry, I was looking at that chick in the corner. <laughs> but yeah, no dental checks up. And they didn't even, and I'm I'm guessing here, they didn't do them at school. They just said, hey, we have to have your dental forms, you know. But we never had that either. Like, no one ever mandated that we go to the dentist when we were in school. So hey, it worked for the episode, but it, it is odd. And I guess we just have to chalk it up to, like, Chicago does things different. So... The kids get their annual dentist checkups, which is basically Al and Peg looking into their mouth with a flashlight. That's about it. <laughs> um, I guess Al doesn't have dental insurance at the shoe store. <laughs> Steve and Marcy walk in. What are you doing? Uh, giving the kids their dental checkups. Excellent, bud. As usual. Beautiful, Kelly. Good girl. Okay, kids, go on upstairs and we'll forge your dental forms in the morning. <laughs> Well, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, thank God we didn't need tetanus shots. Oh, I hate that little pen. Ooh. <laughs> uh, excuse me, but doesn't anybody know this is against the law? So is dressing up a chicken and calling it your wife. <laughs> I am not a chicken. Why does he keep calling me a chicken? Marcy, don't get your feathers ruffled. <laughs> oh my God, best Marcy moment ever when she's like leaning back. Why does he keep calling me a chicken? chicken. With the chicken arms. <laughs> and then, and the greatest, another alley oop. The show is so good at the combos, man. Steve saying, oh, there, there, don't get your feathers ruffled. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. Like, because that's a real expression for someone who's upset, so it all worked perfect. Right. Now, okay, so would you say that, um, Al's biggest adversary is probably Marcy, right? Oh, At least yeah. in terms As a of the regular, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, did you guys um, pick up or notice or think that this was odd when she she told Al, she was like, Al, you really need to go to the dentist. Like, she showed concern for Al. I was so, like, shocked and taken taken back by that. I was like, oh, wow, like, as ruthless as these people can be to each other, like, wow, Marcy actually cares for Al even a little bit, you know? Or she just didn't want to smell the hamper anymore. That, too. <laughs> that, too. <laughs> and still you have that delightful breath. That, too. Yeah, I like yeah. how Al knows he never had a cavity. How would you know that? Nobody looked at your teeth. 
<laughs> what does he right? look in the mirror and he can see a cavity? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you can if it's bad enough, but. Yep. Don't you understand? You are robbing your children of one of life's great experiences. I love to go to the dentist. A man in white hovering over me while I'm trapped, helpless in a chair. He cleans me. He flosses me. His instruments alive in my mouth. And just when I think I can't take anymore, he says, good girl, Marcy. You can spit now. That is that joke was perfect. Uh, yep. Perfect. Yep. This is just amazing. They're just killing it thus far in the episode. Hell, I want to go to the dentist. Well, you should. Everyone should see their dentist at least twice a month. I mean, year. And you know what? I haven't had a cavity since I was 10 years old. So what? I haven't had a cavity in my whole life, and I've never been to the dentist. And still you have that delightful breath. How do you know you never had a cavity? History. Tradition, my boy. Bundy men were always known for one thing. Harry Knuckles. <laughs> the sex drive of a carbuncle. <laughs> well, actually, we were known for two things. Uh, one, always having the knack of finding just the right woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> and teeth. Big, strong choppers. Marcy, have a look at him. Uh Oh, my God, it smells like a hamper. Just check the teeth, will you? Well, the green one looks pretty good. And some might be bothered by that black one. But the one that's actually bleeding could be a problem starting. Oh my uh, and God. then and then Kelly says it later on too when she's looking at it she's like oh that one uh, the pussing one <laughs> she says, yeah the one that's fizzing like, yeah the one that's fizzing <laughs> how could Al have green black bleeding and fizzing teeth and think that he has big strong choppers like all the other but like how would he not think that that might be a cavity issue like if your tooth is black Jamie isn't that like doesn't that mean that it died in the root or something. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure it's not a good thing. <laughs> Can you brush it till it's white? Yeah, no, what, what, no, I think it's a goner. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, he's you. also under the impression that Bundy men have a habit or a knack for picking out the perfect woman yeah, just, as well. Yeah, right, so. Just the right woman. <laughs> he, didn't, he, he didn't even miss that little opportunity to take Peg down. <laughs> hey, listen, Peg jumped in with a jab, too. The sex drive of a carbuncle. I'll say this, though. This is the truth part of the tooth or consequence part of this episode where I feel like a lot of guys I, – I, Jamie, tell me if girls are the same way, but a lot of guys will will act the same way Al does. Like until you have pain, you're not going to go. Like until it's the absolute worst, like it, it could be black, it could be horrible, but until that pain starts shooting, then you're like, no, nah, I'm fine, I can do this. Yeah, so I, I found that to be very relatable. Uh, some people just don't like the dentist, period, but some people like just have that mentality where it's like, oh, no, I can tough this out, I can do this by myself, and that's exactly what Al did. Al, you should go to the dentist. No, dentist. If my teeth don't hurt, there's nothing wrong with them. And my teeth don't hurt. Now my teeth hurt! (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't been to the dentist in over a year. I hmm. I, uh, I used to go twice a year. I felt like every time I go, they find something wrong with me. So I kind of <laughs> thought they were scamming me and just like saying, oh, yeah, we got to get this done. We got to get that just to get more money out of my insurance. And, you know, th- this is no matter what I did. Like the Simpsons had a great joke. They had a sign in front of a dentist's office and it said, no matter how you brush, you're doing it wrong. And that couldn't be more true. Like no matter how I brush, depending on how they told me last time, anytime I told them, well, I've been doing this, they say, oh, no, that's not the way to brush. Every single time I walk in. So it's not fun to sit in that chair for an hour and have your mouth cotton dry and opening it for hours. Oh, God. While they work on it. So I actually stopped going. I I showed up. The last time I went to the dentist, they took too long to get to me. So I just got up and left. (laughs) And then then I just never went back and never scheduled a new appointment. So I was like, (laughs) okay, I'm done. I do remember you going a couple of years ago, though, because you had a bad tooth. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have I have a story yeah. about my teeth once we get to the dentist's office, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I haven't been uh, to the dentist in that long, but I'm maybe this episode will get me to go ahead tomorrow and make a phone call because I I don't want them to to turn black or fizz. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys think about the bizarre coincidence that you know Al has in forty some odd years, he said he's never been to the dentist, never even thought about his teeth, and suddenly, just because Marcy looked at them, they they hurt. Seems to me that's a, a sitcom problem right there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I will say that I I feel like that's the weakest part of this episode is the is the setup. Right. Is it it just was a little too perfect that, you know, the kids had to have their Everybody. dental checkups. Marcy and Steve walked in as they're doing their dental checkups. And I'm not saying that it's not, you know, I mean, obviously with a sitcom, that's things happen. But it just I I feel like there was a better way to get him to go to the dentist or have. I mean, we didn't really have to have the whole Marcy looking in his mouth thing. Even maybe he just had a toothache, you know, like he woke up. What if he had just woken up in the middle of the night screaming, you know, then. Or he could have taken a bite of seemed, that pizza, that crust. Yeah, well, they're okay. Right, that yeah, too. Yeah. Perfect. That would have seemed that would have seemed more organic. Yeah. Right. And to me, that was a little bit of a sticking point with me for this one because I just felt like it was too forced. But no, right. it is. Um, it, it, but he does he does give the audience uh, a crumb by saying uh, everything was fine till that uh, darn Marcy voodoo. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, I did. I I will tell you this. When I was watching the episode, I was feeling kind of cranky about that, about the setup. And then when he said that, I I relented a little bit. I was like, okay, you know, so they considered that at least. And and that brings up an an important point, though, guys. Now, is that stuff passable that now that they kind of you know what I'm saying? Like they they recognized it. Not that it's not that you completely buy it. But at least, like you just said, at least they acknowledged it or tried. Yeah, they acknowledged it. That's enough for me. You right. know, it's a t- it. it's a comedy sitcom. It's stupid. They, right. It's stupid. They the whole thing is stupid. Like the fact that he has those types of teeth, Marcy's describing. The fact right. that Kelly is about to move one aside to look at the rest of them. I mean, and then I'm going to sit here and like you know, it, it's it, it's so stupid. It is what it is, and it's great. It's still funny. And here's the thing, Jamie mentioned. That And I thought the same thing, that they could have bypassed a lot of that and just had him bite into something and hurt his right. tooth. However, how great was the whole 
uh, Marcy description. It smells <laughs> yes, like a true. hamper. You know, it's just too good to, <laughs> to not have. So I'd rather it not make sense exactly and have those elements in there. I don't really need everything to make sense in a show like this, to be honest with you. Like, like even if you do notice it, it just doesn't bother me. It's like I just laugh at it and just like move on. Yeah, that's all. That's what you're supposed to do. The thing is, the writing is so tight on this show. And we've been talking about that, you know, like how good they are at setting up jokes that will hit 10 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Um, the the writing is so incredibly tight on this show as a rule that when something feels clumsy like that, right, I get irritated because I'm like, ah, oh, you're better than that, you know. Right. But like I said, yeah, when they did actually throw in the voodoo line and they acknowledged it, then I'm like, okay, you know what you did, uh, you right. know. Right. So, right. So let's yeah. get to the meat of the episode, and and I, you know, I forgive you. It's cool. Yep. Let's move it's, on. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's move on to. Al coming downstairs in the middle of the night with a toothache (laughs) and he sees Bill Kelly's boyfriend on top of Kelly on the couch. So good. (laughs) This becomes one of the greatest tropes of married with children ever. Uh, You know, I I mentioned that this is coming up. I said that something legendary is going to happen eventually with Kelly and her boyfriends. And this is what I'm talking about. So this is the first one ever. So I'm glad you guys are here for this monumental moment. Mm. Al talks to these guys like, oh, hey, Bill, uh, I saw you down here on top of my daughter. And, uh, you know, it's really late. (laughs) And he walks over to the door and smashes Bill's face and body against the wall right next to the door. And says, like twice. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. It's so dark. I didn't see it. And he does it again. <laughs> yeah, I thought this would be open. He smashed. <laughs> you know what I thought was heartwarming at that moment? Did you hear the audience? The yes. audience was cheering him on. Yep. They're on his side. Right. And and I'm thinking, you know what? That is what every dad watching this show yep. it w- would do, you know, or yep. would want to do. I plan on doing it actually. Now you get slapped with a lawsuit if you do something like that. That's fine. Right. Um <laughs> You could always say, I thought he was assaulting my daughter. Yeah. I saw a guy top my daughter. And plus, I, had, I thought the door was open. I but also... it made me feel good that the audience was cheering him on because I'm like, you know, I feel bad for Al a lot. You know, I he, he's just so he's, he's so, so down. down. He is he's downtrodden. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just like Johnny Cash. No, but like, here's the thing. Like uh, the thing I love about sitcoms is uh is when the sets move like when he threw oh, him up because yep. yes i, I noticed just, that too i love that stuff dude like i live for that and you're right jamie like the audience reaction definitely sold that because you're right like everybody was on al's side dude i i actually rewound that part because it was just so great dude i was like oh man this is awesome like because all right so <clears throat> i don't follow every married with children episode but like i did feel like that was a monumental monumentous occasion oh, yeah. you know when he did that. like i felt it you know yeah. like even without you saying that uh you could tell uh alex i could just tell i was like this is great dude and then kelly's reaction right after was classic too. i like how she doesn't even care about the guy she's just worried about if she's getting in trouble that's that's perfect because it, right she shouldn't care it's actually the perfect way to go because I, I never really liked it when a girl kind of like defended or chose her boyfriend over her dad so i kind of like that kelly didn't even go that never goes that route it's always just about oh yeah it's okay daddy i'm not in trouble right i'm a good girl um now this uh bill kelly's boyfriend uh his real name is scott garrison uh, I don't know. I don't think he's related to Steve Rhodes, whose real name is um, David Garrison. 
Uh, now, <clears throat> this guy, um, he's an actor. Not really that. Uh, he didn't get a lot of work. Uh, a couple credits. He's known for Swamp Thing, 1990, Xena Warrior Princess, uh, 95, and Tribes. And he never does return to Married with Children. So this is his one. He was in Swamp Thing? He was in a Wes Craven movie. That's cool. I think it's probably the TV show because the movie is much older than that. (laughs) That's true. Good point, Jamie. Thank you for saving me on that one because you're absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. So Al cracks open a beer and – pours it on a slice of bread now um i made an announcement that our patreon we're not really doing any new exclusive content because we're having a lot of issues with our our host of our network and the servers and this this whole thing and i can't uh and with this transition and all this stuff i i don't um i don't want to dedicate any time to doing that right now and i don't want people unless you want to just support us to say thanks for the regular show that's awesome of you but if you're going to go on there for any more exclusive content you could just like cancel your your patreon uh i understand and until we find a way to get these things hosted in a way where i can guarantee they will not disappear in a month yeah we're not doing anything until we can figure that out so guys um or just send your money directly to uh, Dan <laughs> Chase at now. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, I was going to say that for Patreon, I was going to pour some beer on a slice of bread and eat it like Al. So I think I'm going <laughs> to oh. – yeah, I'm going to do that anyway. And I want to make a Tang Wipe video or I guess one of you guys can now. I can get out Dude, of it. I just, I just gagged. <laughs> okay, you do the just beer thinking then. thinking of that. <laughs> you do the beer. I'll do the Tang Wipe. I don't want to do either one. That's disgusting. Oh, man. It has yeast. It all goes together. Oh. (laughs) Kelly moves aside one of his teeth to look at him. Like I said, that's just classic. I mean, they do such an amazing job at bringing up every tooth or dentist joke that you possibly could make, right? I mean, starting with Marcy, uh, continuing with Kelly, um, and then all the stuff that that goes on inside the dentist's office, like I'll be up to my elbows and blood in a minute like they did everything that you could they probably said okay let's think of teeth and dentists give me everything you got and they just dumped it into this one episode such an amazing job it just never ended um so kelly talks about how she was afraid one time (laughs) to try to get al over the fear of going to the dentist and she goes to grab she's like yeah i was getting she picks up the beer it's getting pretty dark And then she goes and grabs a beer. Now, Jamie, did you ever accidentally almost drink in front of your parents? No, if I drank in front of my parents, it was on purpose. <laughs> at uh, <laughs> at 17. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, one time. Um, yeah, but when Jamie was turning any... 18, that was when the drinking <laughs> age was changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just playing. There was, never any, uh, there was really not ever any alcohol in my house when I was with my grandparents. One night, my roommate and I were spend like we had gone down to Atlanta from Athens and we were spending the night there and we were drinking and we were trying to hide it and we were in the kitchen and we had like um oh we were also smoking at the time so we had the windows open and fans blowing and my dad was asleep like down the hall and I was just like I was all being paranoid about it but we were like doing lemon drops like shooting vodka and 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 I kept jumping up to make sure he was asleep. And now that I look back on that now, that was a lot of effort for <laughs> nothing. I mean, like, <laughs> for wow, drops. kids go through a lot of stuff to, <sighs> to pull it over on their parents. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, it is it's, 
Turning 21 is the greatest moment of your life. Kelly tells this horrific story, has no point to it, really. So she says to, you know, Al thanks her. She says, what are daughters for? And he says, I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Dude, I love that line. That was and so her, good. And Kelly's face, she doesn't know what, like, it's just like this. It's so amazing to look at her face after that. So That's my favorite Al, though. That's my favorite Al, the, the quick one-liners like that. Like, I don't know. Oh, it was instant. It was amazing. It's so good, dude. I love that when she's telling him the story about what she's afraid of, and he's like, he's like, honey, daddy doesn't have long to live. (laughs) And she's like, I don't remember what I was afraid of. He's like, that's okay. You know, then she remembers, oh, I was afraid that the nail polish would clash with the dress that I was wearing. It didn't. (laughs) Oh, thank God. (sighs) Wow. I'm so glad I hung on that story, Kelly. Thank you. Uh, and he said, I'm just dizzy enough now I can go to bed. <laughs> he, he couldn't have meant because the beer, right? I mean, like, wait, one sip, maybe? There's no way that got him dizzy. Dude, this must be a dream to be a writer for this show. Uh, and you could do anything you want. You could play with anything. It's <laughs> uh, so good. So Bud has a girl in the closet, which is very unlike Bud. Um, no one believes that, and they shouldn't. Bud, I know for sure. Got plenty of girls, um, but that's later on, right? Yeah, he started getting tons of girls. Like, he had a couple, and then all of a sudden he has this episode where he, like, departs from the loser in himself, which we all are trying, all have tried to do, I'm sure, at some point, and just say, all right, man, I'm going to be cool for now on. I'm still trying. Yeah, I'm not a kid anymore. Uh, (laughs) uh, And I think I I I did that around 24. I think I was 10 years too late in my transition. (laughs) But but Bud had a girl, which is really weird. Well, and, and, but but more, more on that, though, Alex, like, the best part of that is what we just said, though, like, everybody knows that he doesn't get girls. So the best part is how everybody just ignored him like like he even he wants to get in trouble just so somebody believes him (laughs) they were just like yeah sure buddy like okay whatever dude have we gone past the episode where he got busted with the vacuum cleaner (laughs) well he used a vacuum cleaner to get a hickey on him for the the mannequin yeah Yeah. yep okay okay (laughs) yep we passed that so there you go he's dating mannequins i mean for so to him have a real girl is very odd Um, that is odd yeah yeah And Kelly was supportive. Like, she didn't tell on him. She knew he was in there. She didn't right. tell on him. She was, you know. And what makes it a nice moment is that she just got caught with her boyfriend and her, you know, big romantic night is is over with. So she could have been bitter or jealous about Bud and ruined his, you know, evening with the chick. So it was kind of cool that she wasn't even that that petty about it. Yeah, I thought that was a nice moment. Yeah, it was. <laughs> she could have gotten him in trouble, mm-hmm. but absolutely. Um, so Peg has an ice test for Al. She insists he goes to the dentist after Marcy filled her head up. I guess so. She puts uh, ice in a cup, tells him to chew on it. He screams in the garage. She says, "All right, you have a dentist appointment with uh, Doctor Plierson." Now, obviously, <laughs> a so pliers you don't want associated with your teeth. <laughs> Now, Al goes to the dentist. Marcy is the mouth of the month, and it should be mouth of the year, but obviously she goes twice a month, which is, I can't even get, wrap my head around that. Like, no. who's paying for that? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. right. Like, wouldn't your insurance be like, yeah, we have a discrepancy. You're supposed to go to the dentist twice a year, but it says here you go 24 times. 
Now, do you guys – before we get to what we all want to talk about, um, do you guys yeah. have any horror stories about the dentist? Okay, so the yeah, like the teeth that you see in my mouth, like, oh, my God. It took over $10,000 wow. and a lot of drilling, countless hours. Like I went through nothing but tooth pain for probably about – Dude, I want to say like four or five years. Wow. And it's it's been like almost two years now with almost zero pain. So, oh, my God. Yeah, like it completely – probably my biggest health issue ever was my teeth because there's, there's several things. Um, I was just born with weak enamel, mm-hmm. right? And then I got braces as a kid too. Now, when you put braces on weak enamel mm-hmm. – it's not a good thing, like wow. at all. Like I guess it can be, but in my my case, it didn't. It just messed my teeth up more. Like I would have, I would have been better off looking like Quasimodo than I did with straighter teeth, just because they messed them up so bad. So yeah, it's been uh, a lifelong thing with teeth. So finally, I'm to the point where I don't have to really deal with them anymore. Thank God. But yeah, I got I got horror stories for days. Wow. <laughs> How about you? Uh, yeah, I started off really bad with my teeth when I was, uh, well, whenever your baby teeth come out and your real ones grow in, I forgot what order it happened, but all I know is for some reason, my two front teeth would not grow in. So they had to cut them open. Yeah. All I want for Christmas, two front teeth, because I couldn't get them. I had to keep waiting every Christmas. But, uh, so they had to slit them open and then like pull them apart with stitches yep. so they would be in gaping holes so that the teeth had nothing stopping it from coming out. And it, it actually worked. When it was time to get braces, it turned out that um, I didn't have a big enough mouth, which I I've, I took care of that, I guess, right? <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> so they had to put something in my mouth called, I think it was called a Haas or something. So it goes around, it, it wraps around the sides, the, your, your side teeth on the roof of your mouth uh, each one goes around the teeth, and then there's a thing in the middle that you turn with a key, and it cracks the roof of your mouth open wider and wider. What? So that there's room for all of your teeth, because my there was no space. My my roof of my mouth was too small; it wasn't wide enough to hold all my teeth. Wow! Can you believe that? So Damn. yeah, coming next on Saw Twelve. <laughs> That's what wow. it looked like when the girl was trying to take that thing off her head. That's what it looked like with me and my mouth. I did that. Then I had to get braces. That sounds like a medieval torture device. (laughs) What is this, hostile? Yeah, Jamie, did you have braces, Jamie? Yeah, I did not have braces. I always wanted braces, and they wouldn't let me get them. Why? Um, They said I didn't need them. But I was like, but I want them. And they're like, no. Uh, So dentist said no, so I didn't get them. But when I was little, I was about six, my stepbrother kneed me in the chin and and broke my front tooth oh my i should laugh i'm sorry and no just... that's okay yeah he did well because we were my stepsisters and my stepbrother and i we were all like fighting my parents weren't home and like wrestling around and stuff and he kneed me in the chin and so it broke my one of my front teeth in half and wow. my parents weren't home so like we were afraid we were gonna get in trouble so when they got home i told them that i tripped on a coat hanger and hit my chin on the the bedpost and that that's what broke my tooth. I fell downstairs. <laughs> yeah, she's like an abused wife. I finally told her the truth. But um, anyway, so what happened was that my tooth was broken. So I had to go to the dentist and I ended up having to get a root canal. Mm. And so when they put the Novocaine shots in my mouth, 
it didn't take. Oh, I could feel oh, everything dude. they were doing when they were uh, doing something else. I feel everything. But I was, I was embarrassed to say anything. What? what? And so I didn't say anything. Like, I didn't say that I could feel everything. So I just took it. Wow. By the and way, you're a trooper. Because I, I thought I was doing something wrong. I was like, you know, if it didn't work, I must have done something wrong. So I didn't want to say anything. I was just like, um, also, do you, you'll get a kick out of this, Alex. Do you remember the back of Garbage Pail Kids when they had like the wanted posters on the back? Yeah, uh, it was uh, like a wanted poster or something with a dentist, and he was like on a jackhammer, and he was like riding it into the guy's mouth. Yes. Oh, my God. My best friend and I were playing dentist one day. I don't know why oh, we God. were, but we were oh. playing dentist. And I was like, hey, look, I'm the I'm the guy from Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I chipped her tooth. Uh, <gasps> I would say so, yeah. That seems like that would be the ending. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> never playing dentist with James. She started crying, and I was like, shh, 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 don't say anything. Hush now. We, now we got to post a picture of that garbage pail kid on our group page. <laughs> wow. She never said anything, though. She Damn. did not rat me out. Nice. She did not rat me out. To that's this day. A, that's a true friend. Jamie's like, come over next week. We'll play doctor. Well, I also, there's that also, the one with the barber. Oh, yeah. With the sh- the shears. I pretended to be that guy, oh. and I cut her I cut her neck. <laughs> <laughs> what? Jesus. I think I remember this on the skeleton crew, the next door. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. I feel bad. I I cut her neck in the front, and she never. She didn't write on me for that either. It's the same girl. Wow. Yes, honey. Do you want to over? She was my maid of honor at my wedding. Oh my God! What are you doing <laughs> oh over there? God. I'm with this girl. Oh. <laughs> So, okay, let's go to a girl who knows about controversy, much like our co-host here. Um, <laughs> now, this insanely hot dental assistant, I guess she is, is a very famous girl. Her name is Tracy Lords. Now, most people have heard that name. I thought that was her. I did. That it's Tracy Oh I was like, oh, my God. God, that looks like Tracy Lords. And then I was like, that can't be her. I Just because later on it didn't seem like her. But in the beginning, my I God. swear to God, I thought that's who it was. Oh, yeah. Right. Good for me. Wow. Now, during the 80s, she was the one of the most sought-after porn actresses in the industry. And she got notoriety after law enforcement discovered that she was underage when she posed nude and appeared in numerous X-rated films. Yep. The resulting withdrawal of her films from distributors and rental stores cost the industry millions of dollars, and her case became the biggest scandal to affect the adult film industry. That it did. Yeah. Now, after her departure from porn at 18, that's when she left. (laughs) (laughs) She retired. Yeah. She went to Lee Strasberg Theater Institute where she studied method acting with the intent of becoming a mainstream actress. And she made her screen debut in 1988, two years after quitting porn with uh, the leading role in Roger Corman's sci-fi, the remake of his sci-fi classic, uh, Not of This Earth. She actually did become a mainstream actress. If you go on her wiki, she has 165 acting credits. And she comes back for another episode of Married with Children titled Al Bundy Shoe Dick. And uh, she had a reoccurring role on Roseanne in season seven. 
and mm-hmm. Melrose Place, which was a spinoff of 90210. You know what she was great in, too? And I thought that this was Zach probably... Zach and her- Mary? Dude, she's so good in Zach and Mary make a porno. Yeah. Come on. Kevin Smith, man, that... Oh, she's so good in that. I think... Dude, honestly, I think she kind of steals that movie. Wow. Well, she stole this episode, that's for sure. Even She's, Yeah, I didn't even notice it was her, dude. That's Plus, so she crazy. um she wrote a memoir called Underneath It All. Right. It's very good. I, I I highly recommend it. If anyone out there has not read it, I think you should. She's um I mean, it was a really it's a really fascinating story. Yeah. And she's a fascinating person, and I'm actually a very big fan of hers. Yeah, she seems wicked cool too. Yeah, yeah, she she does seem really cool. Um, yeah. she was uh, since the age thing is a big thing with her. I'll just mention she was twenty one during this episode, and she's fifty <laughs> years old today. So, and she still looks amazing. She still looks good, bro. She still looks good. Yep. Oh yeah, she was also in Blade in the, oh, the wow. beginning yeah. in the uh, club scene. The club scene. Yep. That's right. Yeah, wow. she is really cool. I do like her, and I loved her. I love everything about her in this episode. Um, she is stunning for a twenty-one-year-old. She looks so mature, man. Like she's always been beautiful. Well, that's how she got away with being in porn. I mean, right. she was fifteen years old. <sighs> that's crazy. And she looked grown, you know, or at least grown enough for them to believe it. I mean, you know, you know, they they said okay. Um, right. Yeah, I know. Like, right. Nobody said, wait a minute, you're fifteen. Yeah, but it was because of that though that like they were really strict after too. Oh yeah, she changed everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it it there were a lot of changes made. Plus, I remember in the day, back in the day, like oh my god, I'm just dating myself here. But anyway, back, <laughs> back in the day, it was really cool and taboo for guys to have Tracy Lord's movies. You know, so right, it's like right. you knew anyone who had one because they were illegal. Wow. Yeah, if you knew anyone who had one, it was like they were kind of passing them around. It was like like think of like celebrity sex tapes yeah, today right. or something like that. You know, it was Jamie. Jamie, I I do remember uh, my neighbor had one. See, I didn't know about the whole age thing, so I didn't know how illegal it really was or whatever. Or how but, wrong what you were doing is. I know. Well, that's, that set the tone for the rest of my life. But yeah, but so it, yeah, that's crazy though. Yeah, she's 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 not even famous. She's like infamous. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's so cool that she's on this episode. I mean, she could even turn a guy on who's holding a duck in a green balloon. <laughs> and, that, and that she did. Come on now. You've got nothing to worry about. You won't feel a thing. What's this for? Oh, it's just to soak up the blood. <laughs> Nurse, this dentist, he's like a, a real good one, right? Don't worry, Mr. Bundy. Doctor's just wonderful. <laughs> just look at these. Oh, wow. (laughs) Nice, white, firm. Those babies should last you a lifetime. I brush them every day. I would, too, if they were mine. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would, too, if they were mine. Like, if Al had those hooters, he'd be sitting there brushing them in the mirror. Apparently, he's never had to take care of boobs because I, I've never once had to brush mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so now the dentist comes in, and this guy is no slouch either. All right. Next. Oh, the man with the ducky. Thank you, nurse. Uh, take it from here. <laughs> Woo. 
<laughs> oh. All right. Come on, Bundy. Let's see what we got here. Open up. No. Come on, Bundy. I'm a pro. I've seen it all. I've done it all. Come on, open up. <laughs> Mother of all creatures, big and small. Is it bad? Uh, no, no, not really. Oh. TC. Yes. I want you to bring one of the big bibs in here and a uh, drop cloth for the floor. His name is Joe Flaherty. He has 107 acting credits. He's a big part of SCTV and he's he's Canadian TV royalty. This guy was in Happy Gilmore, Back to the Future 2, Detroit Rock City. He would actually, you know, his whole character in this episode, it's all about a bitter, angry guy. That's It's justified because we're going to get to all that. And it's all about divorce. And that's why he feels the way he does about women now and all this other stuff. And this actual guy, he will learn the he, – he will one day know the sting of actual divorce – he divorces his wife, Judith, in 1996. So not too long after this episode, about seven years, he got divorced in real life. Dude, is this the guy? Is this the guy who's chasing down Shooter McGavin and he wants to go to the Red Lobster with him? I, I have no it, idea. It is an happy Gilmore. He's like, hey, Shooter, he's like, want to go get some grub at the Red Lobster? Well, I got to watch now. Now that I'm into this guy, I got to see what else he did. Hey, Gilmore, you suck, you jackass. Why don't you shut the hell up? Jackass. Whoa, the club went further than the ball. You're going to need a blanket and suntan lotion because you're never going to get off that beach just the way you never got into the NHL, you jackass. <laughs> the green's that way. Sure. Jackass. <laughs> like, like it's just so great. All these horrible dentist jokes. Um, and then when they're taking pictures of Al's teeth, obviously it's so stupid oh, yeah. because they take x-rays. Nobody sits there with an actual ca- – like two people standing there with a camera right. <laughs> taking pictures of Al's teeth. Like what the hell is that? I don't even know what they're doing here. <laughs> they, they look about as competent as Peg and Al when they were inspecting teeth. Right. Yeah, it was pretty much the same thing. Yeah, and then the best line, once again, I mean, the dentist jokes are off the wall. Get Make sure you get a picture of the head so they know it's a human mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, doctor, I was just thinking, you know, I don't eat, and I got no reason to smile. <laughs> Why don't we just let them drop up naturally? I'll mail them to you, drill them, fill them, mail them back to me. Hello, <laughs> oh, come on, Bundy. Now, I might be optimistic. But I just happen to think we can save a couple of those babies. What do you say, huh? I'll, uh, Novocaine, yep. <laughs> then I'll have a couple of drinks and neither one of us will feel a thing. <laughs> I can't believe it's that guy, though. That's crazy. You will not make this shot, jackass. Yeah, well, I'm starting to, you're putting it together. I'm starting to remember him now. Oh, dude, he's classic, bro. Wow. Women, they're the lowest forms of life. You married, Bundy? Look in these eyes. <laughs> well, me, I'm recently divorced. She got me for 1.5 mil. 
<laughs> I'm not bitter, though. Uh, she deserved it. She gave up a very promising career as a waitress to uh, become my wife of about six whole months. Almost a half a year, you know. Jamie, now, if you were offended for a second when he said women are the lowest forms of life, did you begin to uh, understand his plight as he described why he feels this way? I was never offended, to be honest, because that's not how I roll. I, you know, funny is funny. That, you know, I get it. You know, I'd be mad at her, too. Yeah, I mean, wow. When he's describing that, you feel so bad. You hear about this stuff all the time. She gave up a promising career as a waitress for for a whole six months, and now she has 100. Now that offended me. Because you're a waitress, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't care what you say about women, but don't attack my... Uh... My profession. Yeah. So, uh, Al, that the amazing line... Um... Take it easy, Doc. Take it easy. I find out in life you can't live in the past. Or the present or the future. But you can spend some quality time at a newsstand reading dirty magazines. Yeah, they can't take that copy of Heine away from you, can they? In Hot Off the Grill, they they made the joke. Um, Steve says, what's your secret? And he goes, oh, I, I sneak over to the nudie place a couple times a month to get through life. So he actually downgraded... And uh, the nudie place, obviously, as we said, is where we are right now, guys. We're in the nudie bar, and that's what Al's talking about. But here, he just looks at dirty magazines. I'm sure it's not all he does, or he's not implying that. But And the other cool thing is that um, it's still the evolution of the show. So the dentist says, yeah, they can't take that copy of Heine away from you. Now, in this show, it, it always moves around like the name of the dirty magazine they're into. But Heine eventually becomes Biggins, but it's not there yet, I guess. They don't have that kind of staple yet. And also, they still have not gone through Playboy, which is coming up very soon. So I'm excited about that episode. It's a big favorite of mine, uh, the, the famous Playboy episode. Bundy, you're an okay Joe. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to dig too deep. I'll do what I can. You won't feel a thing. Ah, oh, jeez. Doctor, it's your ex-wife's attorney on line one. Great. By the way, I bought this with your credit card, Dr. Honey. Is it okay? Yes, it's much better than the one you bought yesterday. (laughs) And more expensive. You gold-digging... Now, is that like... You remember how last week when we reviewed... um, Buck saves the day. You know, you heard that one, right? So, remember how we didn't like the joke where Marcy goes, that's the seventh time in a row she's had four aces or four ones? Now, <clears throat> that was really exaggerating to, to, to do a joke. Now, do you think they sort of went too far by saying it's a lot better than the coat you bought yesterday? Like, shouldn't he have said at least last month? Or something like how do you feel about like hammering it that hard i kind of get the impression that she hasn't been around that long so maybe it was supposed to be you know she jumped right in and she's taken him for everything he's got you know that, like right that's away. what i thought as well yeah I and mean, she don't think she'll be around long so she's really hitting hard right yeah i guess i guess yeah that works you know uh and she's not gonna last a full week if she's <laughs> doing that so 
But then again, I don't know, man. If you got the money and, and she looks like that, I'd be like, okay. That's what I'm saying. I don't care how bad she is. I'd keep her around. I know. I don't know if I'd be that mad about it. If I'm able to give my ex-wife $1.5 uh, $1. I might just be okay with her buying a new coat every day. Right. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> He's a pretty lucky guy from where, I, where I'm standing. <laughs> what do you want? I got a dying man in a chair. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. Well, she, she already got it. Yeah, she's got them, too. <laughs> oh, now, this really confused me. Now, um, right away, he says, you know, she already, she already has that. And then he goes, yeah, she got those, too. And then Al nods, like, yep, she does. Why? What does he think he's hearing? What are we supposed to think? Now, when Al nods like that, and he says, yeah, she has those, too. It's almost as if he's talking about Tracy Lords and her breasts. And, and like, <laughs> yeah, she has those, too. Oh, yeah, she does. Like, that's how I used to take it growing up because I really didn't focus too hard. But now that I'm, like, you know, doing this show, I'm not really sure what anyone's talking about. I Right. I See, I wouldn't even – I look at it like it's a very nonspecific thing. Like, it doesn't matter what it was. I was just like, yep, got you for that too. You know, like, it wasn't specific to anything. Like, is that attorney saying she wants your hopes and dreams? And he's like, yeah, she has those too, you know, or she wants your balls. Yeah, she has those too. And like Al's – like, why would Al agree or how how could it be – how could he even – I don't know. It's like the weirdest thing. It could have been any of those things, but how would Al – if somebody else has a definitive answer, please let me know. A baseball card collection. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll give her the 150 bucks it's worth. She wants the cards. Well, why? Because she knows I liked them. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll tell you what. You you tell her to take those cards and, and I hope she chokes on them. Oh, I love those cards. Um, she has 1.5, but she's still going after other stuff. Like, if you had 1.5 million, wouldn't everything be kind of settled already? How could you still go after things when you're already divorced or whatever? So, <laughs> I was wondering, like, what my wife would go after just to piss me off. Now, she went after his baseball cards. Your garbage mail cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are coming back. Isn't that amazing? No, she'd go after your Friday two room. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Don't take sackhead. She wants yeah. sackhead. Like, oh. <laughs> could you imagine my wife wants my garbage pail kids from the eighties? Now it's funny because he says I'll give her the hundred and fifty dollars they're worth, but she can't take the cards. But that's it. How could you have baseball cards from you spent your whole life collecting them and you're like in your 50s clearly and you only have a set – all of your cards only add up to $150? Dude, I have one garbage pail kid that is worth $200. Right. It's it's Which one is it? Uh, it's, it's, it's called the semicolon <laughs> no number card. There's a – a card from series three or four or five and it's a kid that's half of them's normal and half of them's not it's like a monster and there was a misprint and they didn't put the numbers on that card for some reason on a certain amount of batches so it's called the semicolon no number card and it's really rare and i have it graded and that's 200 alone oh, nice 
Yeah. Man, I gotta go through my collection. It's called Ghostface Chase. I have the entire <laughs> series three and a lot of series four. So it if... might be in there, yeah. Check you guys are such nerds right now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the biggest No, dorks. dude. Garbage <laughs> pale kids were as badass as married with children. They were banned from schools, dude. Yeah, it's actually not a nerdy thing. I think baseball cards is way nerdier than having garbage pail kids. Like those. Well, I was gonna say, as far as his collection goes, maybe he has like all Bob Horner cards or something. <laughs> it's probably that card that that kid from the Mask movie. Remember how he said, "It's a it's a Rube Walker, Ben. You're stupid, Ben. It's Rube Walker." <laughs> do you remember that? I know it's obscure reference. I do remember that. So obscure. <laughs> oh God. Will you put pins in my map when I die? Yeah, I'll put them all back where you wanted to go. Everywhere you wanted to ride your Harley through Europe. Hi, this is Matt Thompson from Perth, Western Australia. Long-time listener, first-time caller in, so to speak. I'd just like to say I love your show. It's amazing. I'm going to watch it until the very last episode. And also, this episode, Tooth or Consequences, well... It was the episode I introduced my uncle who was visiting from Spain to married with children. Funnily enough, he had a broken tooth at the time. So I'm all, this is the perfect episode to introduce him to it. He loved it. A new fan was born. Keep up the good work, guys. And make sure you don't whimper at the dentist like, ow. <laughs> I spent my whole life collecting those cards. Hey, Doc, I think the Novocaine's starting to wear off a little bit. Shut up, buddy! <laughs> Just shut up! God, I'm so mad! I'm shaking! <laughs> so, Marcy's glass breaks in her picture that that thing is revving so high. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Peg cooks this amazing turkey dinner. Without Al's knowledge somehow. Like, Al comes down yeah. the stairs like, what are you doing? You, you cook now? You know I can't eat. How do you not know that Peg is cooking this elaborate dinner? Is he bedridden or something from the dentist? Like, has he not been downstairs in days or something? That is like the funniest thing ever that Al didn't know Peg was. How quickly did she whip this up? The only thing I could think of is if he was, if they like medicated him and he was like taking a nap or something, you know? Yeah, maybe. That could be. Maybe. Maybe he's all perked out. That's what I'm saying. I didn't want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he woke up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Peg's cooking this amazing thing. Um, Al can't eat, and they just cannot enjoy their meal without like that. And, he, and by the way, he got his – the Tracy Lords took his green balloon away earlier, and he's, he got it back. <laughs> he did get it back. You're right. And he kept the duck too. I would have. So the duck was cute. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So they turn Al's seat around, leaving him at the table, but just turning the seat around and they continue to eat. <laughs> and that is the end. It's just the typical life sitting on Al's head. Right. So what do you guys think about that ending? Like, did you even forget that Peg was cooking by the time you go through this whole fiasco and you see this hot chick, Tracy Lords, and this whole thing going on? Did you even totally? For- yeah. Right. Totally forgot that food was uh, was even a factor in this. Yeah, totally. Well, because <clears throat> for a good part of the episode, they're talking about the meal and stuff like that, right? And they're, you know, they're, you're in the house. But then once you go to the dentist, I kind of forgot about everything because it was just so much chaos going on there. That yeah, when we get back to the house and Peg's cooking, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. This is a uh, this is a plot line, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like this show's good at engaging you and making you forget. 
the the twist coming up, like they, the same thing they did with Hot Off the Grill. Like you almost forgot about Marcy's aunt's ashes. It's kind of cool though, man. Like I like when episodes are this short. Like what are these without commercials? Like twenty two minutes or something. Yep. Twenty two minutes, right? Yeah. So it's kind of cool to like to to bring it back home at the very end. Uh, I like it, man. I love the writing on this show. I think it's I think it's great. Yep, great payoff. Right, Jamie? Did you did you love? Did you expect the pay the the payoff or did throw you too? No, I had forgotten about that. I wasn't even thinking about that. I actually kind of just sort of chalked it up to part of the setup for him going to the dentist and I just didn't even right. think wow. about it. Um, one thing though is when they, it did happen when he was downstairs and they're like, we can't eat with your dad. I f- and when they got up and moved his chair around, I fully expected that. Like I was, <laughs> right. I knew that's where they were going with that. Right. Yep. They're, they're the biggest jerks. It just seems like, and he was you know, so cute with that cartoon. You know how like in cartoons, they always, <laughs> Oh yeah. Tie the rag around their head when they have a toothache. So that that's so it's <laughs> yeah. so classic, but no I've never in real life seen anyone do it. Right. Um I'm not I've never even been sure what it's supposed to do. <laughs> like how that's supposed to ease right. a toothache. But they always did it in cartoons and TV shows and stuff when I was growing up. So it's so funny. it's 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 a very classic thing. But so it's it's really funny to me for him to come downstairs with the you know his head tied up holding the ducky and the balloon and he kind of sits down with the ducky in his lap you know no, 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 no. <laughs> you know I can't eat. yeah that was just a great great ending great payoff um, such a good time yep so we'll be right back with the ratings of this week's episode. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. All right, guys. How many hamper smelling fizzy teeth are you giving this episode out of five jamie i really damn hamper smelling fizzy teeth i really enjoyed this episode i think it was very funny i think that the a lot of the jokes were just dead on i do however I think it was clumsy in in the writing area in a couple of places. So it's not my favorite episode. It's not even in like, it's not a top tier episode for me. So I'm going to just, I'm going to say it's uh, very good, but not fantastic. So I'll say three hamper smelling fizzy teeth out of five. (laughs) (laughs) So you like it. Very good. Uh, Dan, how many hamper smelling fizzy teeth are you giving this out of five? 
I I I like it. Um, uh, hair for smelling busy teeth. I would I would say that's about right. Um, I would bump it up a little bit because, like I said, some of these jokes really killed for me. Yeah. So I would give it uh, uh three point five hampers. <laughs> busy teeth. <laughs> yeah. Um, it it really is. Uh, it's one of those iconic, memorable episodes. You know, everybody you, just say Al goes to the dentist. Of course, you remember that. It's one of those types of things. That, there are little weird missed points for me. I wasn't thrilled about the whole, uh, I love those cards, those cards, just taking my cards. That that wasn't that great to me. The pole in the head wasn't mm-hmm. that great to me. But the thing is, it's all so strong. Like that intro, Al getting insulted at the front door, Peg with the pizza box, the iconic image of that. Yeah, yeah. The idea of the kids and the looking at their mouth with a flashlight. Al's amazing delivery with everything he was saying about, mm. you know, either either a food or my head in the oven. The daughter's for. <laughs> yeah, how hot Tracy Lords is. Oh. You know, like there's just so much of that going on that I can't, Although, like, you're right, there are, like, clumsy transitions and things like that. It's still so good. And at the end of the day, I have to give it a four out of five. I I really like it. Um, that's how many yep. hamper smelling fizzy teeth. <laughs> and by the way, I just want to preface my rating, Alex, by saying that I've seen enough uh, Married with Children episodes to where uh, I'm reserving those really high scores for episodes that I know I love. Yeah, that kill, right? Yeah, man. So I had to put it in relation to those as well. But this is a really great episode. I cannot believe that was Tracy Lords. Uh, and uh, and hey, should want to go get some grub? Look at the Red Lobster. I can't believe it's that guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I can't wait to see her again, man. She is hot. Absolutely. So, guys, I hope you like the new lineup change. You know, life is out of our control. When it rains, it pours. We've had the network problem. I was working for two straight weeks because we had a big storm in Jersey. Um, So nobody had time for anything. All this stuff went down during that time. It was just chaotic. And I'm just glad that we made, you know, this big effort to get this show out. We kept our Wednesday uh, thing going on here. And um, we just want to really thank Jerry and Justin. They did such a great job. It was such a fun year and two and a half months or a three and a, uh, yeah, two and a half months, 61 shows together, really great start to the show. I'm so excited about this new lineup too. So we just want to thank them for all they did and, and getting the show to the point that it's at, that we could come in and just have the smooth transition and uh, keep it going. And, you know, hopefully we'll have these guys on, uh, do a couple guest spots, uh, you know, here and there. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. So, uh, big thanks to them, and we're sorry that they uh, could not make it through the entire journey. Um, it's a long one, and it's tough to do, and totally understandable. And you got to take care of what's important in your life and can't have any distractions. So sometimes it, it comes to that. Tune in next week to our show when we review He Ain't Much But He's Mine. When Peggy overhears a trashy blonde <laughs> brag about an affair... She suspects Al is scoring more than strikes at the bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode. Uh.